Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we have a, a such an interesting show today that I um, was upstairs getting ready, and all of a sudden something hit my mind, and I had to I had to jump downstairs. So I'm running a little late. Sorry about that. But in the next 30 minutes, we're going to get a good look at the real estate market and where it's headed. Um, I'm getting a lot of very frustrated people, very highly intelligent, very sophisticated real estate professionals that are scratching their heads. So we're going to put this all in perspective in the next 10 to 15 minutes. And then I'm going to talk to you, as we always do, about some strategies and how to deal with this market. And things are changing. They're evolving. So, you know, just because you heard uh, people say things, me say things three or four months ago, you know, as the market evolves, you need to evolve. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go over the market. We're going to make some sense of it. And this is going to make a lot of sense to, to uh, first of all, you know, as far as gas prices are going, they're going, you know, crazy right now. All I need is professional to explain what the heck's going on and how do we solve this? Well, in real estate, I'm going to do that for you right now. So let me go ahead and take you on to uh, my web, uh, my uh, computer. And let's go ahead and jump over to today's topic. And uh, we'll go over the March update first. So we know that year to date, right this second inventory is low, but how low? So in Arlington County, it's down 8%, which is not significant. Vienna is down 32%, which is very significant. And I'm gonna to talk to you about how this plays out and the pricing and whatnot. So Fairfax County year to date is down 16%, 15 in Loudoun and 12 in Prince William County, all fairly significant drops in inventory. All right, now, what we're also looking for is, is that number going up or down? I mean, is it getting any better or is it getting worse? So the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna look at in the, in the last 10 days, if you compare the last 10 days, the five-year average going back, how are we doing compared to those 10 days back then? Well, you know, Arlington is up 3% over their five-year average. Vienna's down 23% for their five-term, uh, five-year average. Um, Fairfax County is down eight. Uh, Loudoun is breaking even and Prince William County is getting better. I can't see what that number, that's four. So they're up 4%. So, so they are getting better. Now, you know, there's crazy things going on out there. And, and uh, you know, I even have some of my agents that are sophisticated professionals getting a little frustrated that, you know, prices are getting away from people. Um, you know, buyers are frustrated. And the question is, is this pricing going to continue? Do I have to pay, you know, $1.4 million for a house that, you know, two years ago is worth $1.1 million? Is that ever going to come down, you know, or is it going to keep going up? Is this going to keep going up, right? So this is economics, uh, economics 101. This is clearly a demand versus supply issue. And if we go to, um, let's go back to the next uh, slide. So, so this is a look at Fairfax County, their new listings up here and the prices down here. So as demand goes, as uh, supply goes down, the demand pushes prices up. Look, look at the listings climbing in here, right? So you have more listings, look at the prices decline down here, right? So as listings go down, prices tend to go up. As listings 
new listings go down, prices tend to go up. So three out of four out of six quarters, they've gone down, right? Four out of seven quarters, they've gone down and look at the pricing. So this is caused in Fairfax County, Indiana and other counties, it's caused by a lack of inventory. Here's Vienna, here's the supply, right? So supply goes down, prices go up. Supply goes up, prices go down. Supply stays in the middle somewhere and, and this stays stagnant, right? But if you see a cluster of decrease in listings, decrease in inventory, prices just go up. So the bottom line is this is caused by inventory, lack of inventory, and it pushes prices up. However, go back here. I talked to a lot of sellers about, um, you know, inventory piling up. As you can see right in here, the inventory piled up and where we had, you know, very minimal inventory, all of a sudden we got a lot of inventory and look what happened to the pricing. So what happened was look at the prices here. See how the prices are going up, right? Then all of a sudden a ton of new homes came on the market and all of these sellers, I swear, all these sellers are like, wait a minute, my, my um, neighbor got this, I should get up in here, but look at the inventory they were competing with and look where the prices went. So it's very difficult. And that time is coming again, where I'm gonna have to have hard conversations with sellers and say, look, I know that, you know, that your neighbor got X dollars, but that was when there was no inventory. Now there's 15 homes to compete with. Now, when I go to a listing presentation, I show sellers a sheet of paper that um, from 2015, when I had a listing on the market under contract. And the reason I saved that was because there was only two homes under contract and there were 52 homes listed, right? So all this massive inventory led to soft prices. Now, a lot of sellers, instead of selling their homes cheaper, or less than they thought they were worth, they would just pull them off the market. So what happens is in a normal market, 40% of the homes that are listed for sale are withdrawn unsold, okay? 40% because the, the seller didn't wanna sell for what the market was willing to pay or the realtor just overpriced it and screwed them. So, you know, one or the other, 40% usually does not sell. So. Today, 90% sell. So the question today is not, can I sell or not sell? The question today is, what do I get? How much can I get for my house? So before I leave the uh, conversation about you know inventory and all that, let me take you to one last screen. This screen says, these are the percentage of homes that are under contract. So if there are 10 homes on the market here in Arlington, 10 homes on the market last week, you know, 76% were under contract. If there were, uh, so that number has gone up this week in Arlington. So now there's 81% under contract. McLean still soft at about 60, 64. But remember, a seller's market is 60% or higher. If 60% of the homes are under contract or higher, look at the rest of the market. It's still in the 80s, right? So remember the other day, uh, Haymarket, um, 
went from 100 homes under market to 58. And that was caused because 17 homes came on the market in a couple of days. But look, they've all been absorbed. So now they're back to an 85% absorption or 85% under contract. So the bottom line is right this second, inventory is low. There is there's really no inventory. You know, it's very light. And that is pushing prices higher, right? So what's going to stop this? What's going to, it's easy. Once they want to get into the market, now, here we go. Now it's 2015 all over again. So let's talk about the have twos and the want twos. Let me get rid of all this. There are two kinds of buyers and two kinds of sellers. There are have twos and want twos. I have to buy a house. I just moved here from Tennessee and I just got a job and my family's coming in two weeks. I need a, I need a house. Okay. That's a have to buyer. A want to buyer is like, we need more space. I think, I think we should, I think we should. I want to, I want more space. So the have tos and the, the want tos are now desperate. They're like, oh my God, if I don't buy at 1.3 million, it's going to be 1.4 million next year. I've got to get in this market. So the have tos and the want tos are both in the market and on the buyer side. The have to sell, um, I have to sell, uh, my kids are gone and it's time for me to move to Denver. Uh, or I just got a job in, in Dallas and I need to move. Those are the have to sells. Well, here come the want tos, right? And this is what happened to 215, the want tos. Excuse me, my neighbor got what for his house? Are you, are you kidding me? I'm putting my house on the market. I want that money. I want to put my house on the market. So here come the want tos. Now, how do we know? Well, we could be a major indicator. Um, our, our team, I mean, we did more business in Vienna last year than all uh, compass agents combined than the, this is over a million dollars in Vienna. All compass agents combined. We did more than the whole long and foster office. We did all the Weikert agents combined. Um, so, so we do a lot of business so I can look at our inventory of the want to's that are coming on the market and, you know, people that are saying, well, um, I'm going to sell within two to five years, but now is the time. Now we're at a peak of low inventory. Now I can get the highest price I'm coming on the market. So when will this end? It will end in my opinion. It, it, it's, you know, when I was in the Marines, they, they always told us, you know, you'll never hear the bullet. You'll never hear the bullet. So, um, you know, you'll never, you'll never hear it until it's over. Um, all of a sudden we'll wake up one day and that's why I'm doing coffee with Casey and checking this every week. All of a sudden, instead of competing with one house, you're competing with 12 houses or 15, whereas they found in the Haymarket 17. Now there are enough buyers to absorb that, but it could become 17 every other week or every week and here it comes and then eventually eventually you know the there will be enough inventory where buyers won't feel so much pressure to bid prices up currently last weekend we was we sold i guess three houses one sold for 150,000 over list price one sold for 100,000 over list price and I'm trying to remember what the other one sold for, but let's just live on the 100 and 150 for now. Um, 
I mean, we are selling, well, no, I'll tell you, um, one couldn't go over 800 and it went to 840. Um, so people are still bidding it up. So what is my advice for somebody looking for a house? Be patient, hang on till the summer. In my opinion, June, July, and August. If you look back, let, let me just let me just take you back. I mean, let's let's all go back here for just one second. We're going to go back in time. The only thing I have is a historical uh, perspective of how this happens. Let's say we come in here where there's no inventory, and look at the prices rising. The buyers are panicking, right? We're paying a lot of money for these houses back here. Then all of a sudden, all the inventory comes on and look at the prices. So my only point is to everybody, it, it may be this quarter, maybe next quarter, a normal buying season is June, July, and August. Based on the fact that the Casey Sampson team has 75% more listings on the books, getting ready to go on the market of one, two buyers or one, two sellers, there's 70%, we're up 75%. So that tells me, you know, we're not the only realtors out there. There's a lot of realtors out there. And I think that it tells me that the inventory is on the way. There's going to be more selection in June, July, and August. So I know it's a scary thing to see prices going up like this, but you know what? That's exactly what they thought right here. This is price per square foot of homes, right? Look at that sucker going up. This is very concerning to the buyers, right? Because it's just the inventory is flat. Then all of a sudden here comes the inventory and look at this, right? So to buyers, I say, you know, I'd give it a little weight. Um, I would not get frustrated. I would not get panicky. I would rely on this chart to know that as prices, as inventory comes on, pricing will soften. So the only thing I can give you is historical perspective on, you know, where we've been. Okay. So now let's, let's switch that around. Let, now let's talk about how we're operating in this market um, and what the change is. And I think it's a significant change. So um, I know you've heard me talk. There's four main issues, right? There's preparing the house, there's pricing the house, there's marketing the house, there's contract negotiation. Now, when you put these four together, okay, um, our team, the strategies we talk about here have gained 8% higher. I know it says seven, but it's really 8% higher than the rest of the market. So, so we talked about price, we talked about all these things, but I want to go to preparing the house right now for a second, because there has been a change in preparing the house. So I do feel that there's inventory coming and I do feel prices are going to get soft. And I do know that we're getting $150,000 premium for the houses over value right now. So I have an immediacy of getting my clients homes on the market faster than I normally would. Okay. So now you have to look at preparing the home, right? What can we do instead of standing in line for the painters and having to paint the whole dang house, right? Do we really need to paint the whole house? Because buyers are throwing a lot of money around right now. And I know we're trying to get the maximum amount of money, but 
what can we get away with? So let, let's, let's go paint schemes for one second. Normally, if you have bleaker beige and Manchester tan in your hallways and you know your kitchens and all of that stuff, it's like, well, that's not a current color. It's, it's almost current, but it's not a current color. A lot of times we paint that, right? We go with edge comb in the middle, we go with Revere pewters on either side and then our uh, uh, classic gray if we don't have enough light. You know, we, we prepare the house in the right, in the 2022 colors. But really do we need to paint? I mean, if the house is, now we're looking harder at, is the house's paint okay? Is it in good shape, right? If it's not in good shape, if it needs to be painted, then we'll put it into current colors. If it is in good shape, maybe we use accent rooms just to um, show them the 2022 look, right? So let me give you an example. Let's say we've got the bleaker beige in the, in the hallways and the uh, kitchens and all that, which is not really a current color, but it's not gonna kill you. And it's in good shape. Then why don't we take the dining room and the living room, the two things that you walk in and do those in Oyster Bay or do those in a Revere Pewter. And as long as, your, uh, and I want to talk about the grays here in a minute because it's very important. Don't paint gray. Do not paint gray. There's 200 colors of gray and people are choosing the wrong colors. So don't paint gray. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the new paint to get along with the old paint and get along with the flooring. So everything looks like it's working together, right? So what people are doing is they're painting it gray, but they're painting it sometimes in the wrong gray, in a bluey gray, or, a, you know, we don't want a bluey gray. We don't want a greeny gray. We, you know, I know I say green is the new gray, and that is true, but we need a beigey gray, a gray okay, a gray So the gray and beige work together, and then they show 2022, they blend over and uh, with the rest of the house, and we can avoid you know, very expensive paint, but more important than the expense, it's not the money, because we know that we make money when we paint. It's the time. I mean, it's just the time. I don't, I want homes to get on the market sooner rather than later. I've got a deadline I'm trying to hit. I see June 1 as my deadline that I've got to get these under contract by June 1. Um, I think as soon as April and May, the want-tos are going to start bringing more houses on the market. And before you know it, you got an inventory thing. And I'm going to tell you, don't forget I said this, you never hear the bullet. You'll never know it was coming, right? All of a sudden, you wake up one day and boom, you got 52 houses you're competing with and, and there's only two under contract. Days on the market go from four to 120. I mean, it just happens, okay? This is... This is it's not rocket science. You want more gas? Uh, open up the pipeline. I mean, this is clearly not rocket science. Increase the supply. The demand is not going crazy. Everybody's working from home right now. So the demand is not going crazy. I don't know what's causing it. But I do know one thing. Supply and demand is a pretty simple thing. If you can open up the supply, that satisfies demand and brings down prices. So the supply of listings is coming. And I'm telling you, it's coming sooner rather than later. So for all of you that are looking to buy a home, be patient. There's plenty of want-tos out there. There's plenty of people that, I mean, have-tos. There's plenty of people that have to buy a home. 
we're going to get eight or 10 contracts no matter what. No matter what I say here, the buyers that are buying my houses, my listings, they're not listening. Trust me, they're not listening. You know, they're not one of the 15 people that listen to me. These are the realtors, sellers, people that I've talked, you know, people that we know that listen in and keep up to date, you know, my sellers. Um, we keep up, so we need to know what's going on out there, right? So all I'm saying, and, and again, you know, you have that, um, that thought process too where the person sells, well, I have no place to go, you know, do I rent, do I buy, what, you know, what, what should I do? Well, if you can prepare the house, get it under contract in the next 30 to 45 days, you settle in 60 to 70, 80 days, you rent back for 60 days after that. I mean, we're usually looking at a 100 to 120 day period that somebody has to possibly move them into that June buying period. So what I think can happen is the sellers today could sell, get a good price, then find more inventory in the next 45 to 60 days and actually get the best of both worlds. Now they can come out, they don't have to pay a big premium. They get the big premium on the sale. They don't get the big premium on the, they don't have to pay the big premium on the buy. So one strategy is get the home under contract, get everything locked in, get your price, get your price locked in while we're getting premiums. And then let's look for a house and maybe find a house if the inventory comes back. Now we have our pick of the litter. We're ready, ready and raring to go. If not, then maybe the furniture goes and sits in storage for two months. You go to executive housing for two months while you're still looking for the house. Now I will tell you that we never had to do that. I mean, in the hundred houses we sold last year, we didn't have to do that. The buyers find what they want. They, they always do. But what I'm saying is the strategy could be that the, not a buyer's market, but a more neutral market could be just around the corner, right? I think once the uh, homes are notorious for inventory for coming on the market in April and May, um, because that's when the flowers are out and they're trying to, they've got kids in school and they're saying, well, I don't want to settle until June, right? But what they don't realize is if you don't, if you can't get out until June or even July, you can sell in March settle in May, rent back till the end of July. So, you know, you can get there from here and a lot of people don't know that. So a lot of people are waiting for May, June, you know, things like that to put their houses on the market. So the inventory is coming, trust me. If, if we are any indicator of what's happened. So, you know, I, I ran some numbers this week that I looked at. And I will tell you, this is not a market of can I sell it or can I sell it? This is a market of how much am I going to sell it for? So I'm a football coach and I'll, I'll end and every, everybody can leave. And I'm just going to tell a, qu a quick story here, but this is how people are making money or losing money. So you might want to stick around for this. There's about $150,000 swing with what I'm about to say. Um, as you know, I coach football, I have for many, many years. And, and, you know, if I see a coach does something that we can't stop, or it's really, really a great defense or great offense, we will run that defense and offense. And I had defense for 20 years. And this, this uh, coach Solomon from Braddock Road, I'll give him credit, ran this defense against us. And I was like, gosh, darn, that is so smart. I'm going to do that. 
And so after 20 years, we switched, right? And won six out of seven championships and a couple national championships. So, and we use that defense. And, you know, so I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not willing to learn from other people, right? So I look at the other top realtors. So, and I'm, I'm watching because if they're doing something, it's giving them better results than me. In a normal market, I look at how many of mine are withdrawing, how many of theirs are withdrawing, what's our prices, what are their prices, how much my days on market, what's their days on market. Because should I find somebody that's doing something better than we are, I will, I will not steal it. I will just use that and adopt that strategy. So I ran some numbers and I said, well, give me the 2021 numbers on us and give me the 2021 numbers on the top two agents next to us. And uh, it, it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking that between these two agents, uh, I've got one, two, three, one, two, two houses over uh, that have a premium of over $100,000, two out of what looks to be you know, 40, 50 houses. And about 75% of them, they receive less than their list price. 75% receive less than sales price. I don't mean a little bit. I mean an average of, you know, 30, 50, 65, 75, 80, 100, 114, 125,000 on their list price. So, so that it's not that they didn't make the money. But what that tells me is there was a negotiation going on between the buyer and the seller about the price because they're coming in low. Now, if they're coming in low, what does that also tell you? It tells me that they also have home inspections on these houses. And unless you've got a real bidding war going on, which it looked like four out of 50 were really serious bidding wars, then you're doing a home inspection and you got to do an appraisal. And let me tell you something, they're not fun and we don't like to do appraisals or home inspections. So, so we looked at it, we did three home inspections out of 90 house, 95 houses. So, so what do you want to call that? You know, 90, 2% or 91, 92% did not have a home inspection. And I'm looking at 75 to 80% of those did have a home inspection, did have appraisal, and that their home sold at 122% of the assessed value. So 122% of assessed value, the 40 out of 45 houses, that 40 homes over a million dollars that I'm comparing this to are sold at 131. So that's 9% higher, right? So 9% of our average, which is 1.35 million, whatever that is, that's 120 to $125,000 more. So our homes sold 100 to $120,000 more as a percentage of the assessment than these other two realtors. So my question is, and our days on market was five and their days on market is 56 average. So in a market where you put a home on the market and everybody jumps on and they fight about it, I'm really shaking my head thinking, what in the hell are people thinking here? I mean, 68 days on the market, 80 days on the market, 150 days on the market, 122 days on the market, 200. I am getting ready to commit suicide. If our house doesn't sell on the first weekend, there's a suicide watch on me because that means I'm not getting bidding I'm not having people force prices over. I'm not having them throw out home inspections. I'm not having them throw. Something's wrong. So if 
if 92% of our houses sell within the first weekend, I'm looking at this going, what in the heck are you guys doing? And I can tell you what it is. The strategy for pricing should be find your customary value, tuck it under a major threshold, let the buyers go nuts. Administ you know, do your marketing, you know, send out your, you know, codes, do your massive marketing to people that are looking in more expensive areas to try and get them to come to your area. But what in the heck is 122% over assessment? How do you get 56 days on the market on average when ours is five? I should be watching this show. There's a lot of money at stake. The reason I get up here on Thursday mornings, the reason I work so hard with all our sellers is there's a lot of money at stake. And I don't mean fifteen, dollars $20,000. I'm talking about $125,000 to $150,000. We intend to get that money. That's why we do all this work. That's why Morgan is so good and Colby is so good and Pat so good and Billy is so, so sharp and Kelly. I, I sat there at a listing appointment yesterday with Kelly and sat there in amazement at how smart she was and what she was talking about. So, and, and Pam. So, um, yeah, we work really hard to get that $130,000. So there's a lot of money at stake and that's why we're here. So you can give me a call at 703-508-2535. If you want to know what your house is worth, just text me. Text me, give me your address and say, please. And say, uh, can you tell me what my house is worth, please? Uh, and text me the address and I'll get on it. Uh, or I'll have one of my other people get on it. We'll get a price back to you real quick. Um, you know, it's going to be obviously pending seeing the house because the price range can depend 15, you know, 10 to 15% up or down based on the condition. Um, but we'd be happy to give you our, uh, as much information as you can. So you can reach me at 703-508-2535 or email me at Casey at CaseySampson.com. And we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see everybody again next week. Bye now.